Welcome to Face the Climb podcast with your host, me, Jen Camille. I'm a strength coach for climbers and outdoor athletes and founder and owner of the online training business, Face the Climb. This podcast is an extension of that business, and we dive into topics all about strength training, lifting, the benefits of lifting for your climbing and your outdoor athlete pursuits. But we also dive into why lifting is so beneficial and why you should be adding strength training into your life because it's not just a phase, it is a lifestyle and the benefits go far beyond just improving your performance. If you're looking to find more information, you can check out the blog on facetheclimb.com backslash blog. And you can also give me a follow on Instagram at face the climb. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Face the Climb podcast. If you are a returner, welcome back. And if this is your first episode, welcome. I really hope that you enjoy the episode and it gets you psyched and gets you thinking about climbing differently and you learn some tidbits to improve your own climbing and that it makes you end up wanting to listen to the other episodes because they are definitely beneficial and can be helpful for you. And I am super excited about today's topic because I'm going to be talking about skills and then versus technique and what the difference is and how they go together and how they can be learned. Oh, skills are learned. People are not just born with these things. Yes, genetics plays a role in your ability to learn it quicker, especially when it comes with motor skills, but they are learned. You can learn technique and in doing so, it can make you a more skilled climber. And we won't just be talking about motor skills because skills also apply to mental skills. And we know climbing is definitely also a mental sport. But before we dive in, of course, we need to talk about favorite crack snack and coffee. Super excited for this crack snack. It has... I. I don't think it's been mentioned before, but maybe it has. It's from one of the newer Face the Climb athletes, Hannah. I am super excited to start working with this person and help her work towards her goals. But her favorite crack snack is fruit leather, which honestly, I'm guessing is like maybe like fruit snacks, not fruit snacks, but like the fruit. It's like a fruit snack, but it comes in like a leather. Damn, this is really hard to explain, but I'm picturing it. It's like a rectangle. It is a fruit rectangle. That is what I'm picturing. And if it is, oh man, those are definitely super good. She also mentioned PB&Js, which we have had on the episode before. You gotta love a classic PB&J. But Hannah also loves a beer at the end of the day. That is definitely, I think, a theme for climbers. I couldn't think of the word, but I definitely know a lot of climbers that love to have a cold beer after their climbing day. I won't lie, I'm not really a big drinker, uh, but I do love a cold seltzer after a nice long climbing day. And then her favorite coffee is iced coffee with oat milk. Cold brew with oat milk. Sorry, said that wrong. Cold brew with oat milk. Oh man, I'm right there with you, Hannah. And obviously you can, you all know this as well from all of my stories. I absolutely love a good cold brew with oat milk. So you know what, Hannah? I think this was meant to be for us to work together. But if you have crack snacks and coffee that you want to share, definitely shoot me a DM on Instagram, Face the Climb, okay? Find me on Instagram, Face the Climb. I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, then you probably also follow me. But you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not an Instagram person and you're only a podcaster. Truthfully, I love podcasts way more than Instagram. 
But that is for another day. <laughs> another day for sure. But I do love sharing the information on Instagram as well, little short tidbits, and that's what you'll find more so on the Instagram. And also started sharing more of my board sends because I absolutely love board climbing. And maybe we'll maybe I'll be able to get outside bouldering. If you're here in the Northeast, you you know very well that it has been a very, very weird weather winter, warm and also rainy. So so what? Unfortunately, not super psyched. <laughs> What is happening? I bet you winter will probably arrive in February, but hey, ice climbing soon. Ice climbing soon, hopefully. <laughs> but with that favorite crack snack and coffee, we will dive into the rest of the episode. And we'll start with defining skill and technique, because if we're going to talk about these things, we definitely need to define them, because they, these words are thrown around a lot, but they are different. They're built upon each other. But they are different, so we need to understand the difference between the two. So what is skill? Skill is your in the content in the context we'll use climbing, okay, of climbing a climb. In the context of climbing, skill is your ability to execute that climb in the most efficient way for yourself. So that would be skill. Now, technique versus is how you carry out that skill. Does that make sense? Do you see the difference between those two? So an example would be skill is your footwork. So footwork is the skill. Now the technique would be heel hooking, toe hooking, smearing, foot matches. That would be the technique. That is how you that's how you're carrying out the skill of footwork. Or another example would be the skill is roof climbing. Maybe you're a skilled roof climber and the climb that you climb is a roof and you sent it. The technique would be how you climbed that climb. So it could be heel toe cams or maybe you have some serious drop knees, pivoting on your feet to get your hips up against the wall, knee bars. So I hope that makes sense. Or if it's still not clicking, we'll, we'll go for, this isn't technically like you climbing the climb, but clipping while leading so clipping actual boats bolts <laughs> sorry that came out weird clipping your quick draws or maybe your alpine draws is a skill the technique would be how you clip it so maybe you use the bear claw method or you use i call it the cigarette method it's kind of like it's just you pinch it in so there's different ways to clip and those different ways is the technique where the skill is clipping I hope that helps everyone kind of understand it more and also realize skills isn't just motor skills, you know, so climbing is motor skills. The actual act of climbing is going to be motor skills. And if you don't know what motor skills are, motor skills are movements of your body to perform a certain task. Climbing. <laughs> that is climbing. <laughs> that is climbing on the wall. Okay. So that would be a motor skill. And then the technique is how you carry out that motor, those motor skills. And like I said, motor skills are not the only thing. There's also mental skills. And that's huge with climbing as well. We aren't really going to talk about that on this podcast today. But mental skills are huge as well. And then also a big skill that's part of climbing is problem solving. Okay. And where does problem solving skill, where does that come into play? Beta. Hello, figuring out the climb is a problem-solving skill, okay? 
Beta, um, mental skills would be, you know, managing your fear of falling. That would be a mental skill. Okay, that would be an example of that. And then the technique, furthermore, of managing that fear of falling, you know, one of the things that I mentioned was how you're breathing. Focus on your breathing while you're climbing. That would be a technique for the skill of managing your fear of falling, the mental skill. Does, is it starting to make sense? I really hope that it's starting to make sense more because these words are thrown out around so much and they are definitely used interchangeably a lot in our climbing community, but they are different, you know? The skill is the actual act. No, let me rephrase that. I'm going to rephrase that. The skill is you completing the climb and the technique is how you ended up completing that climb in a nutshell, okay? But realize there's so many different type of skills out there. You know, there's communication skills as well. There's just like grit is a skill that can be learned is another. And there's just, it's in, what I'm trying to get across is skills. Once we broke it down of what this, what a skill is, and then furthermore, what technique is, hopefully it's starting to click for you. This can be learned. That is huge. Okay. Climbing skills are learned. You are not just stuck with what you have. You're not stuck with where you're at in your climbing. You can learn these skills. And this is so important to understand because there's so many times where I hear climbers say to themselves, oh, that person's such a skilled climber. I'll never be like that. Or that person has such good technique. I'll never have that. No, you can because it's learned. The biggest thing with skills and becoming a more skilled climber is practice and knowledge and having experience and then being able to implement all of that in the time that you need it. Okay, so again, I'm going to say it again because this really needs to get across and make sure that you understand this. You can learn climbing skills. This is learned. You can learn it. How do we learn it? Through practice. Okay, motor skills. Motor skills is huge for practice. Your body starts, it's like, you know, you probably have heard the term muscle repetition. Your body muscle memory. You need to practice. And then you also need the knowledge base of knowing techniques. Okay. That's where technique comes into play. You need the knowledge base of technique to become a more skilled climber. And then experiences. You need to be putting these into work out there on different climbs, trying different things and so forth to build up your experiences with it as well. And then be open to learning. Because you can, when you do those things, you can become a more skilled climber. You And being a more skilled climber, guess what? Leads to progressing in your climbing. It makes you a better climber. So it will make the things that you are struggling on right now feel easier because you're a more skilled climber. And, it be, and it's because you learned, because you opened your mind up to being like, oh, okay, skills are learned. But then with that, opening your mind up to it is also learning different techniques, 
absorbing the information, and then also practicing. And a big thing with this as well is something that blocks a lot of people is with practice, guess what? You are going to fail. I'll tell you that right now. You're going to fail so many times because you're learning something new. Okay, this is new to you. You will fail. And you have to be open to that failure to become a more skilled climber. If you're not open to the failure, then you're not even going to try. You're not going to practice. You're not going to start implementing. And then, yes, you will stay at where you're at in your climbing. Okay, that is huge. You have to be okay with failure. Everyone fails, especially when you're learning something new. Every single person fails. The most per- like professional, hardest climbers, they fail. Everyone fails. But it's seeing the failure, and I've definitely said this on so many other episodes, is seeing the failure as a learning opportunity. Because when you are practicing and starting to implement new techniques, when you fail, you can learn something from that. Why did you fail? Why did you fall off the climb? Or why did you, when you did your back flag, your practicing back flag, why did you fall when you back flagged? Or why didn't it feel as good? Let's assess. Maybe you need to sit down on your leg a little bit more and lower your hips more and really go into that back flag to center your uh, gravity so then you're able to feel more stable reaching up for the next hold. Okay? But then you also maybe just listen to that and you're like, oh man, I would have had no idea. That's where you have to be open to learning and get curious, okay? Get curious and be watch other climbers, how they climb, and then ask them questions as well. Like, ask them, why did they do what they did there? It's a whole process, and it's a really fun process as well. It is a super fun process as long as you see it in a different light from, oh man, this is new, I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to fail. And you see it differently and you're like, oh, this is exciting. I'm learning something new. I am progressing and working on myself to become a better and more skilled climber. And we're going to take a little break from the episode to let you all know it is finally here after talking about it on the podcast for it seems like what months have passed by. The Focus in Course is being released at the end of this month and goes live for purchase January 24th. And you can purchase it through, I believe I have it through January 31st. You have about a week to purchase it. And the waitlist opens on January 16th and joining and it closes on January 23rd. So it's open for a week, the waitlist, and it gets you $150 off of the course. No, if you sign up for the waitlist, it does not mean that you have to purchase, but it does lock in that discount for code for you. And why is it only being available for purchase for a week? Because there is going to be an eight-week support Slack channel that goes along with it to be able to help you and accountability while you start learning and implementing. And what's the focus in course on? You bet it. You guessed right. It is about learning technique. A whole shit ton of technique for climbing and also does go into some mental skills as well, like beta reading and beta for yourself, goal setting and projecting, and then climbing for yourself. So definitely keep a lookout for that. The waitlist opens on January 16th and 
keep a lookout on, I'll mention it on my Instagram, but I will also have it in the show notes of the podcast episodes. And with that, we'll get back to the rest of the episode. Okay, cool. So we are okay with failing. We are in the mindset of learning and practicing and getting experience and just really honing in on learning techniques, making us a more skilled climber. But something I want to say as well is we define these two things. So remember, skill is your ability to do a certain sequence or finish the climb in the most efficient way for yourself by using different techniques. So I want to say you will probably end up climbing something differently. It will look differently from another climber depending on your height, your wingspan, your strengths, because being a skilled climber is climbing the climb or the sequence the most efficient way for you. And this also comes down to the whole term of like, oh man, they climb so pretty, it looks like they're floating. That has a lot to do with good, like very good technique and a lot of practice and playing to their strengths. But the other thing is, it doesn't have to look pretty. Okay, I want to make that very clear. It does not have to look pretty. And I keep using the word pretty because we've all probably described that, used that description of climbers that look like they're floating or it's like kind of almost like they're ballerinas. It's beautiful to watch them climb. But the thing is, maybe for you, the most efficient way is campusing through some moves, cutting feet a lot, and it doesn't look as pretty. That's okay. If that's the most efficient way for you to get up that wall, then so be it. That does not mean that you are a less skilled climber. That is very important to note. Because when we're talking about this, I'm sure you're probably picturing that like picturesque kind of like they're just kind of floating with what I mentioned. I know many climbers that climb like this, but I also know many climbers that climb very well, that don't look like they're floating across the wall, that will campus through things, that will cut their feet, that will do weird, (laughs) obscure beta that like no one else can do and looks really heinous. But it's the most efficient way for them to get through the climb. That is so, so, so important to note. So don't look at someone, don't Look at a climber or don't, when you're analyzing your own climbing, think, oh, your way isn't super pretty. Because if it was the most efficient way for you to get up that wall, then that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing when it comes to being a skilled climber, is viewing it the most efficient way for your body which may look very different, like mentioned before, from another climber because your strengths could be very different. Your height could be very different. My good friend, I have a good climbing partner, Jam. You've probably seen my comparison videos on Instagram lately. She's four foot 11. I'm five, six. We are going to climb very, very differently. You bet that she's going to be climbing, have to climb, have to climb a lot more dynamically than me through certain sequences. So when you're watching her, hers may not look as 
pretty compared to mine, and it's because I'm able to static my way through. And she has to move dynamically, cutting feet between the holds. That is so important to note and mention. Because if she tried to climb it like me, she probably wouldn't even be able to do the climb because of her height. And we really need to take that into account when we're watching other climbers climb and we're like, oh man, they have such good technique. It looks like they're floating. Realize when you climb that climb, it may not look like that. And that's okay. So that is a big thing when comparing yourself to other climbers, especially when it comes to beta. It's really hard to do because like I just mentioned, me and Jam, how the hell would we compare each other in terms of our climbing and how pretty we climb when our heights make it so that we can't climb at all the same through sequences, okay? There will be times, depending on the level of difficulty, maybe our beta will be similar. But again, it probably won't be, okay, because of our heights. So realize that when you're starting to really work on your climbing skills and focus on your climbing technique, realize it may not end up looking like you expected. Because if you go in expecting to work on building up your technique, you might have this expectation of being like, oh man, I'm going to end up looking like that climber on that climb. Yeah, that might not happen. So I'm going to let you know that now so you don't set yourself up for an expectation that is unrealistic. Because when you set yourself up with expectations and they don't happen, you disappoint yourself and you may be thinking that this isn't working, that you aren't becoming a more skilled climber. But that expectation of thinking that how you climb, building up these techniques, becoming a more skilled climber, if you have that expectation that you're going to end up looking like, like that climber on the wall, it's unrealistic. Okay, I am going to let you know that now and let you know that now so then you set yourself up for more success while you work on these things. Because like I mentioned, if you have an un- if you have that expectation and it doesn't happen, it's going to be very disappointing and you're going to feel like you didn't make progress. When in reality, it is an unrealistic expectation to have that that you will look like that climber climbing. Our bodies are all different. We have different mobilities. We have different strengths, okay? We need to take that in consideration while we're climbing and what it means for you as a climber to be the best, the most skilled climber that you can be, okay? And I'm gonna leave it off on that and hopefully it gets you starting to think more about how you can start implementing techniques or learn techniques and how you can focus on taking away that expectation of while you work on these things of what you'll end up looking like. I really hope that makes sense. I really love doing this episode because this is definitely a struggle that I see a lot of climbers that I work with have and then also so many climbers in the climbing gym that are just starting off and, and in their first couple years have is that building that foundation and then That mindset of like, I'll never be able to do that because you can. And just realize, though, it may look differently than what the other climbers look like when they're doing it. And in that note of normal Phase of the Climb podcast fashion, we're out. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to another Face the Climb podcast episode. It has been a pleasure having you here. And if you're looking for more ways to dive into lifting and strength training, definitely go check out the free lifting guide, which you can find down in the show notes and or on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. This is the guide to set yourself up for success in the weight room and doing it with confidence. We dive into how to build up strength. We dive into auto-regulation, sets and reps, progressive overload to help you build that strength through educational videos. But then we also dive into how a bunch of how to do exercise videos like deadlifts, rows, bench press for barbells and dumbbells. This is guide is jam-packed with information and an amazing resource if you're looking to get into lifting. And of course, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at face the climb. I would love to see you there and have conversations. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all.